You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Andy Reid getting ready to face his former team in the upcoming Super Bowl. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us. Hour three of the show and coming up in a couple minutes. Sports bettors were in a Philly mood betting the Super Bowl over the weekend, but will they be out of touch when the game rolls around against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? That will just be one of the things we continue talking about as we build up to this game. And it's worth talking about because and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Andy Reid, I know he went to the Super Bowl, but I believe he took the Eagles to, what, four consecutive NFC Championship games? So he had a lot of success in Philly, couldn't quite get over the hump. But he is a guy that I, I can't speak for Philly fans, but I think looking back now, they probably have an affinity for Andy Reid. Want to beat him here, but it's hard not to like him. Right. One would think because no, they didn't win a Super Bowl, but they were a pretty good team when he was there. Like mm-hmm. you said, they were perennial, um, you know, a perennial team in the NFC East when he was the head coach. So I would think so, but I'm not from Philly, so I don't know. Maybe they hate him. Maybe it's once you leave, forget about it. You're dead to me. I don't know. But I, I feel like overall, as far as head coaches are concerned, like Bill Belichick, for example, I don't think anyone gets warm and fuzzy thinking about Bill Belichick, even though he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. But Andy Reid, I feel like, even if you see how his players react to him or interact with him, he's just one of those guys that's just impossible. He's just a big round bowl of jelly. I love Andy Reid. Coming up in five minutes, Chelsea, the Super Bowl MVP odds feature Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes' favorites, no surprise there. Are either of them worth the short price or is their value on someone else? I could pontificate all day about my love of Andy Reid because we have something in common, and that is a love of the cheeseburger. Had one over the weekend. Absolutely glorious. But let's get into Super Bowl 57. It is in Glendale, Arizona, Sunday, February 12th. The Chiefs take it on the Eagles. Eagles laying two points. Eagles minus 125 in the money line. The Chiefs plus 105. The total set at 49 and a half. No real change from yesterday, Chelsea, except for the fact that the Eagles are a little bit juicier on the money line. I believe now it's Eagles minus 130 at that MGM. But ultimately, we're sort of set in stone, at least for now. But we saw this when the Chiefs played the Bengals in the AFC Championship game where the line flipped and then it sort of settled in. What do you expect to happen here? I would imagine we see some more line movement, although I'm not sure that we will see significant line movement. That is mm-hmm. getting to three. That is getting to a pick em. So I feel like if you like one side, just stick to it. Doesn't it feel like that to you? Like if it gets to three, yeah. I will change my mind. 
But this is very similar to the situation we saw with the Bengals and the Chiefs. And we saw that game went down to the final seconds. It was a very close game. So that line was very sharp. So I think you're just picking a winner here. You think I'm wrong? No, I don't think you are at all. I I need to do a little bit deeper dive into this game, and I will as we get closer. I, I will say this, is that I don't think we're going to – I think you're right. I think what's going to happen is this is sort of subtle as to where it's going to be, and there might be a little fluctuation. But Jason Scott, who sets the lines at BetMGM, and he's as good as it gets, said yesterday, look, we saw not just public action, we also saw sharp action. Everyone was on the Eagles. So I always get torn because, look, the books are no idiots, okay? They know what they're doing here, as, <laughs> as we all Thanks. know, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they, they know what – yeah, I mean, they know what they're doing. So it, it's interesting when you see – and I know it's moving through zero, but we're still talking about a four-point, three-and-a-half-point movement in the biggest game of the year. So it's always – the juxtaposition is interesting to me in that, look, the books know what they're doing. They make money hand over fist for a reason. And yet, here we are, and <laughs> this line has moved four points because the public and Sharps are on the eagle. So where is the disconnect here? I don't know. Um, but you've got to remember that the Sharps are playing a different number than the number that's available now. And I think that's something that the public needs to realize because they'll hear these things like, oh, the Sharps are on the Eagles, but the Sharps were on the Eagles at that price. Now that the price has changed, it's not necessarily the same case. And Jenks, I'm just laughing hysterically because I feel like we need a graphic, you know, a quote graphic that says, quote, the books are no idiots. Michael <laughs> Jenkins, the Daily Tip. What a quote, Jenks. <laughs> Salute. It's true. It's true. What what I always, whenever I, one thing I always remind myself of, and whenever you, and every now and then, yes, I'll see a, it's rare, Chelsea, when I handicap a game and I say, now I really like this. I mean, really, where I love my handicap, I love the number, and I feel like this is something I really, truly want to play. And so... <laughs> Thank you for this graphic. If you're watching us on Twitch, they put the graphic up. The books are no idiots. And so what I mean is when you think you have an advantage, just remember the number is the number for a reason because the books are no idiots. They know exactly what they're doing. So always remember the number is there for a reason and the number is the number. You always have to take that into account when you think you have some sort of significant advantage. And maybe you do. But for the most part, when I see this much movement and books that are generally extremely sharp in the NFL, it makes me worry when everyone is on one side. And you do make a very good point, too, is that not everyone got Chiefs minus one, minus two, or Eagles plus one and a half, plus two. It People got it at different numbers. But I do think when you're talking about a game this big, this sort of line movement is fascinating. I think you made up a good point that casual bettors need to realize because there are going to be a ton of people betting on this game who don't really bet on the NFL week in and week out. There are people that are like, oh, it's the Super Bowl. Oh, sports betting just legalized in Massachusetts. I'm going to make a wager. You've got to remember that all the information that is available to you is probably available to the sports books. So you're listing all these reasons 
and it's probably built into the number. So this is why the number is where it is. So unless you mm -hmm. can find something that you think is not factored into that, and this is where the X factors come to play, who has the playoff experience, who has the better head coach, who has the better you know quarterback, and mm -hmm. so on and so forth, or what kind of defensive schemes has this team done that maybe can frustrate even the best of quarterbacks. So you've got to think about things like that, and ultimately – you know, maybe it's just decided on the actual gameplay and the execution, who actually mm -hmm. plays the better game. Because as much as we want to analyze this game, sometimes it comes down to that. Like who has the better game, who completes a big third down conversion at the end, and who makes a field goal at the end. So we will definitely talk about all of the angles, but you've got to remember all of this information is baked into the line. Absolutely. That's what I mean when I say the numbers, the numbers, like don't think that Vegas hasn't taken all of this and more into account. They know exactly what they're doing. Okay. Let's get back to the game now, Chelsea. And I want to ask you when we talk about injuries, because this is something that we'll also have to factor in over the next couple of weeks. Jalen hurts. I feel like we're not going to be talking about as much because his shoulder certainly is not 100%, but you can't see that, right? You, you have a more visceral reaction when you see Pat and Mahomes hopping around or limping on one leg because he's got a high ankle sprain. How much do you take that into account, if at all? I'm not sure if I'm taking it into account too much because we saw him play through this last game. Luckily, it didn't matter for the entirety of the game because they didn't even have to throw it because they were beating the Niners so badly. What was it 28-7? But he'll also have two weeks to heal up, mm -hmm. feel better, take whatever medication that he needs to take because – it's the Super Bowl. Don't you think all of the drugs in Philadelphia and in the world will be used to help Jalen Hurts feel his best? I think it's the same thing for Patrick Mahomes. And we saw him mm -hmm. kind of limping around, but he still got the job done. Didn't he pass for over 300 yards in that game? So, yes, the health of both of these quarterbacks is definitely going to be a factor, but I'm not sure if it's going to be the factor that maybe people think it is because wasn't this the big topic of conversation last week for Patrick Holmes and the Chiefs yeah. and what do you know they won outright and Patrick Holmes was still throwing the ball and looked pretty good doing it no you're absolutely right about that and and another storyline because whether it's an injury whether it's Andy Reid going up against his former team we're gonna hear plenty of these the Kelsey brothers going up against each other another storyline is that this is the first time in Super Bowl history Chelsea we're going to see two black quarterbacks go head-to-head -head in the biggest game on the planet and Andy Reid was asked about that yesterday yeah well listen I, I think the biggest thing is they're really good and um, I, I think that is a tribute to the kids is yeah i mean that's unique it is it is unique i don't ever look at it that way i, I just I, I look at i don't really care what what color you are you you know you you're a good player which at that position takes a tremendous amount of time and effort um i can really appreciate that and I, i've never been one that really looked at the color part of it um uh, where i grew up we had everybody <laughs> everybody was a part of part of the equation and that's uh someday i hope that's the way it all works. And uh, you, you, as we go on, you'll never have to be asked a question like this again. I mean, you know, I, I understand why you're asking it for her. Absolutely. But, um, you know, it's a it's a tribute to the kids, though. I mean, they're both of them are phenomenal players and I'm I'm happy for for both of them. 
And I think Andy nailed it in that, look, this is a an old stereotype that is getting better. The whole, oh, if you're black, you're not talented enough to play quarterback in the NFL, which is stupid and ridiculous. But it hasn't gone away completely, which is why it's important for that question to be asked. It was a good answer by Andy Reid. And also, it's difficult to understand what that frustration might be like when you're not on the other side when you're not a person of color and you can't imagine what it's like to have to deal with these ridiculous stereotypes that have existed for so long, but it is getting better. And at the very least, Chelsea, that's a positive thing that can be taken out of what we're going to see in a couple of weeks. Right. And I think it's a great thing. And it's something that little boys and girls can look on their screens and see two black quarterbacks and think, Hey, you know, this is possible. It can happen because representation matters. And I think a lot of people argue like it doesn't matter, whatever, but we see this in all types of things. The portrayal of, you know, certain types in the media. It's like the Disney princesses. Like for the longest time, mm -hmm. they were all white, you know? So you got to have some representation. It's like the women in sports media. For me, that's the only kind of minority that I can maybe throw out there that I can identify with. You don't see a ton of female sports analysts. You see them on the sideline, but you don't see a ton of analysts. And I remember growing up, uh, trying to be great at sports conversation. I saw Jackie McBullen on Around the Horn. I was like, wow, you know, maybe I can be on the show. Maybe I don't just have to, you know, be a sideline reporter. I can be an analyst if I want to. So representation does matter for the kids that are growing up. And of course, the casual fans who are watching the Super Bowl as children. No question about it. And those two quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, both favorites to win the MVP in the Super Bowl. If you look at the odds at BetMGM right now, Jalen Hurts is the favorite. No surprise, since the Eagles are the favorite. He's plus 110. Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, plus 125. Then you have Travis Kelsey, 11 to 1. A.J. Brown, 14 to 1. Devontae Smith, 25 to 1. Miles Sanders, 30 to 1. And I don't know if there's... A whole lot of value. I mean, there's not a ton of value on Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes. The, one of those guys, whoever wins that game, it's very likely that the quarterback will win the MVP. But I thought you made a fascinating point earlier, and it's someone I hadn't thought about. Hassan Reddick for the Eagles, who I believe is, what, 30-1? to 1? He has been a monster this season, made his first Pro Bowl. If he shows up in this game and harasses Patrick Mahomes, has a big game, he's a possibility. Yeah, even though history would go against him because defensive yes. players really have to make a name for himself in order to be a Super Bowl MVP. Because if you look at the last 18 Super Bowls, 11 of the MVP winners have been quarterbacks, three wide receivers, two linebackers. But yes, if Patrick Holmes is scrambling around and gets sacked a bunch by Hassan Reddick, wouldn't you think that could be the deciding factor in the Super Bowl? So I don't think it's that crazy. No, it's, it's not. It may be improbable, but if you're looking for value, and certainly we're always trying to find value on this show, definitely we're taking a look at that. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.